You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 73, Spooky Feng Shui. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So for this episode, you have both Laura and I. Say hi, Laura. Hi. And we're looking forward to chatting together and sharing our spookiest feng shui experiences with you. We're just approaching Halloween. And I actually took a class with Eva Wong, who's a very well-known feng shui consultant. I took this class about the wisdom of the forest, so the wisdom of the druids. And she talked about how at this time of year, around the Day of the Dead, the veil is very thin between the spirit world and the human world. So we also work with this when we are doing feng shui because feng shui is really about working with that thin veil as well and making connections and maybe moving, removing the veil between the visible and the invisible, the outer and the inner. And so... We thought it would be fun to talk to share our experiences with you. So, Laura, you wanna you wanna go first? Sure. Um, okay. So, first off, I think I need to be honest that I am okay. I don't know, Angie, if you remember what it was like when we were in school, feng shui school, when we were studying. It was like Hogwarts. We were like yeah, in Hogwarts. Exactly. We went to Hogwarts. I always had classmates and our teachers and everyone. Always like when we'd go on retreats they'd be like, oh my God, did you know that there is fully like a ghost in, I don't know, whatever, whatever room. And I, I was always like, no, I don't, I, I don't, I just, I never, I don't know. Maybe I just have never really had that gift for that. And I know probably many people listening do, and that's amazing. I think it does take a certain kind of person that's sensitive, sensitive with a sensitive, like a porous kind of, you know, ability to, to be able to just see these sort of non-beneficial other types of energy. And I'm just good at read. I'm, I'm good at reading people, the living. I like the livings, the living. I can read their chi, no problem. I don't see the dead so much, but okay. After saying all that, having said that I have two experiences. So this is how, and I guess, you know, when you, you know, are a feng shui practitioner, or when you do these sorts of clearings and these things, and you go into these spaces, you have tools, you have techniques and tools to use. And that's why I don't necessarily just have to go there with my gut and my intuition. I can use these tools. So, okay. So the first one is probably the one that I remember is, I mean, there's others, but these two just sort of, when I, when you told me what we were going to be talking about today, I was like, okay, so let me think of a couple. So I live in a place, I live out in in a a town with many old homes, very, very, very old homes. And there was an old century home that isn't, wasn't selling. 
it wasn't moving. It wasn't moving on the market. And so I was asked to go in and I said, well, you know, okay, maybe it just, it's got stuck energy. You know, it just needs some, you know, a little bit of feng shui love and let's see what we can do. And I would say the home is like probably, yeah, mid 1800s. And I guess it was when you feel sometimes as a feng shui practitioner has happened a couple of times when you feel like the house doesn't really want you there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had that, Angie. Yeah, definitely. And things just are happening where, okay, wow. So I couldn't open any of the, first of all, I literally couldn't get into the house and it was not a hard thing. Like it was like a key and a lock and I couldn't get into it for the life of me. And I went and I had to go and come back. And then I talked to the owner and then she said, no, this shouldn't be a problem. I went back and I literally, I literally had to stand there and just like, I'm like, okay, so this is, so this is happening and clear my energy, just try and be, you know, open, try not to How did to be you clear your energy? I did, I did the inhale, exhale, and the guts. Like, ah. So I did that. And then I did the rainbow body disappearing act, as, we call, as I call it. So I, I basically did some meditations that were taught in, a, you know, from the BTV tradition to make you almost, your, like to you to disappear in a way, energetically, so that, you know, you're not threatening. So I sat for a while and then boom, I could get in. So I got into the house, honestly, you know, hand to God, went in, but then I couldn't get into any of the, I couldn't get into the uh, closets. I couldn't get in. I, oh, and then it didn't help that it was super windy day. And I don't know, it was like the fall or whatever. And there was like a tree scratching on the window upstairs. And finally I got into this one closet. And when I opened, it wasn't a closet. It was like a cubby and it was so creepy. It had like kids, it was like a crawl space. It had kids wallpaper on it and an old crib. Super creepy. Mm. Anyway, that has creepy. nothing to do with the feng shui, but it was just super creepy. So then when I went into the basement, I, so I went through, so I used my dowsing rods, right. To, to sense, you know, to basically ask and see what's happening and which energies and what kind of energies. And then when I got to the basement, that was when it was like, like they were, you know, really going quite, you know, spinning. My, my dowsing rod. Oh, your dowsing rod, sorry. Yeah, my dowsing rod was going around. And so I knew, okay, so this is where I'll do my, my clearing. Were you alone? Yeah, it was all oh, alone. And it was this empty you creeped house. out? It was super creeped out. And it was, like, it was an empty <laughs> house, like no furniture, except for the weird crib in the <laughs> cubby. And uh, there was something oh else really weird that was like a single chair. When I opened uh, one of the closets, the closet that wouldn't open, like I finally got the door open, the closet door open, and there was like a chair just sitting there, like a single chair. And I was like, whoa. So it, <laughs> anyway, I cleared it. I did my best to, you know, try not to use the tools that I didn't want to have to like sacrifice my own energy. So I tried to, you know, manage that. Also, I made recommendations of things that they needed to do to the house from a straight up mundane feng shui standpoint. Right? There was a lot of stuff that was very... Uh, well, the wallpaper in the cubby was, but there was like well, a lot of wallpaper, like crazy amounts of wallpaper. Anyway, so we just did that kind of stuff as well, some mundane things, and eventually the house sold and it was fine and everything. But that was my one where it was just such an old, creepy house, and that's one. So I have well, one that's a little another one, but you t- you tell yours now. Do you okay. have one? Well, I so I am I'm similar to Laura. Laura and I, I mean, there's a reason why we're more we're more visual, we're more design focused. I'm an architect and she's an interior designer. So we're not going to be the ghostbuster type 
but I mean, but obviously we can tell when something, when a place feels creepy and actually over time you become more intuitive to that because probably, you know, 20 years ago, I might not have noticed, but now like I um, recently went to a retreat center and I was actually there on an anniversary of the founder's death, but he didn't die there. Anyways, but like I could tell, like you can tell like mm, something doesn't feel quite right or it feels very creepy or, you know, or something. So I always travel with me. I always travel around with like a Palo Santo spray and a piece of Palo Santo because not you can't always burn anything. So if I can't burn, then I have a little travel spray and I sell those on my website. So I like to have that with me just in case. And it's really helpful. Like, and I always, like, I was just at a retreat recently and I was a teacher and a coordinator. So I had one of the participants said, oh, my room doesn't feel like is a little like, you know, off. And so I went in there and sprayed her room and I sprayed my teacher's room. And it's just a nice little thing to have with you all the time. But yeah, I'm like you, I'm not like going to be the one that sees the ghost in the room because, you know, Laura and I definitely had classmates that were like, that would go into a class consultation and be like, oh, there's definitely like, did you see that person in the corner? I feel like there was always a ghost. There was always a ghost. Well, also, the joke was that Barry always traveled with them. They came with him. That's right. That's why there was always a ghost. Which is interesting. But in any case, um, there was this really funny situation where I was with my classmates and we had just graduated. So Laura and I were in different classes. Laura, I don't know if you remember my classmates, but my friend Diane, it was like five of us. So Diana, me, Sherry, Dorote, and Suki. And we went to this restaurant. It's in Chelsea in New York City called Tap, I think, or something. It's like a pizza place. And we went there. And so we, you know, it's a dark pizza place. And everyone went to the bathroom at some point. And so, you know, as soon as everyone came, like people would go to the bathroom, come back and say, oh, there's a ghost in there. And then another person would come back and like, you know, first it was like maybe Diana. And then the second person, like Dorothy, is like, oh yeah, there's definitely a ghost in there. And he's creepy. He's just sitting there staring at you. She's like, he's sitting there staring at you while you go to the bathroom and laughing, like some kind of really, like a negative kind of entity. So everyone was seeing it. And there's only like five of us, right? Except for me and Sherry, of course, the interior designer in the group. So <laughs> me, architect and Sherry, the interior designer. So me and Sherry were like, well, I'm like, let's go. We'll go together. Okay. So we're like, okay. So we were holding hands. We walked very solemnly into this, like, it was like a single use bathroom, like a unisex bathroom. And I guess it was, must've been winter in New York. And so in New York, everything is overheated. So it was a steamy hot bathroom and it was dark. I think the walls were black. And we were in there and I'm like, do you see anything? Do you feel anything? She's like, I don't know. And we were like really scared, like holding each other basically. <laughs> and then the door flies open and we both scream at the top of our lungs. We're like, ah! <laughs> because, because, um, and it was actually the delivery. We had not closed the door all the way. Cause we just like walked in and look, we're looking around and it was like just a small single bathroom. And the delivery guy was wearing like a traffic vest and a helmet and he just scared us. And so like we scared him and we were just like shrieking, you know, so we calmed down and then we went back to the table and we were laughing because, and we told our, our friends the story. And while we were gone, it turns out they were talking to the people that work there and the people that work there had confirmed for them that there, it used to be, this restaurant used to be a nightclub. 
and that there was actually a murder in the basement, that two men got in a fight, and I don't know if both of them were murdered, or I'm sure one murdered the other or something like that. So there was a murder, and so it was probably associated with that, and that also the kitchen guys that work there, the back of house guys, have seen the same ghost. So we were like, whoa. And then, sadly, well, Sherry doesn't know this, but Sherry, if you're listening, <laughs> you'll know this now. Sherry was staying with my friend Diana. So apparently the ghost latched on to Sherry and went back home with Diana. And then that ghost started taunting Diana and her daughter. And he would like do things like open the door. And so she had to do some major ghost busting to get rid of it. So. Wow. Um, so that that was pretty funny, but you know, so I don't want to freak people out, but I mean, Laura, let me know what you think, but I feel like if you're really scared of this kind of thing, then it, you, you're more susceptible to having entities latch onto you. Right. I think, yeah, that's that whole porous thing. Like if you've kind of made your energy so open to it for fear and whatever, mm -hmm. Look, I think I'm a pretty intuitive person in a different way, but I also feel like sometimes in these situations, I'm like a giant boulder. Like, I'm like, I'm so insane. I'm like, I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> like, That's I how I am too. I'm like, uh, I don't get it, but good for you. But when you're, when you're like that, they can't penetrate you. Yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of sad because it might be cool, but I'm also happy because I don't need that in my life right now. Right. Hashtag feng shui problems. Right. Like I just... <laughs> I just don't know that. So anyway, when someone's listening to this and they're freaking out, like, then what do you do? <laughs> I think in this case, if you're really fearful of this kind of thing, work with a professional. And Laura and I are not, you're going to be a professional. But so we can send you to people that are, don't worry. Yes. We, have a, we, have a, we have a Rolodex of ghost people. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And you can even listen to, I don't know if it's from last, it must've been from two years ago. I, I don't think I was doing the podcast at this time last year, but two years ago, I interviewed our, one of our teachers, Barry Gordon, and he talks a lot about entities. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely people that are more, have more expertise at this, but I just wanted to give one more story and then you can wrap up with your story. So this ties into what we're talking about. So in the program that Laura and I studied in, it was a three-year feng shui program, a three-year certification program. And the last year you were well, for the last two years, part of the curriculum was to do a joint consultation with your mentor. So for my last year consultation, I had a consultation with an acquaintance. I didn't really know that much about her until, uh, and, and much about her life. So she was just kind of an acquaintance. So I get the information about her floor plan and her consultation. And I found out that her husband had shot himself in the bathtub and committed suicide in their apartment. And I was like, oh, crap. Heavy. Yeah, majorly heavy. And I was, and I was actually, and I was still a student. I was worried that I didn't know enough and that it wasn't my expertise. And I, and I started to doubt myself. But luckily, my mentor at the time, my mentor was Barry, who, was, who this was kind of his cup of tea. So, so I was like, oh, great. You know, I'll be totally fine because my teacher's there. But the wonderful thing that I learned from this whole situation was that when we went to this consultation and we got to figure out what, what would be the most helpful for the client, what we ended up doing was a space clearing and a blessing that I knew how to do really well. It didn't really matter that I couldn't see ghosts because I think the ghost was actually pretty, there wasn't really much of a ghost 
sense there because I think um, her husband had her husband was really sick and it was time for him to go, so that's why he did that. He I guess he left a mess, but in general there wasn't a lot of negative energy. So what I learned was that I had all the wisdom and all the knowledge that I needed to know because the people that come to me and work with me and that I meet in my life that ask me for help, there's something for me to learn from them. Like I learned that I was enough. And then I also learned that I was enough. I learned that I had all the tools that I needed. So it was really a really wonderful teaching. So if there's any, any of our students listening, I want them to know you don't have to be a clairvoyant, like psychic to be a feng shui consultant. That's just like, there's different types. Like there's yeah. different types of lawyers, you know? <laughs> so okay. there's different types of feng shui consultants. And so you have everything you need to know and people come to you for your reason and there's something for you to learn from them. And I think this is why we learned techniques and tools and different kinds of methods so that we don't have to use, like I would never be able to go into a space and just say, I can power through this with my own energy and bust through this. Like you would never do that. Like that's, wow, you'd be so drained, first of all. And that's just not smart to practice and put your energy out there like that. So I think, you know, using what you know, like you said. And trusting that you know what you need to know. So yeah, those of you out there, if somebody's sitting there going, ooh, I have one, I should really clear it. Yeah, okay, you you can do clearings for sure. Just make sure that you yourself are prepared for it and don't, sometimes people try and use their own energy to will through it, like to power through it and just make sure that you use the tools and that you're protecting yourself energetically. Mm. Um, Oh yeah, that's when you should really just work Actually, if you're coming from an ego point of view, from your, like you're trying to do it, then you should really not do it. You should get a professional to do it. Agreed. Well, and then it kind of speaks to, so, so my last, my story, last story isn't as like, it's not as dramatic. It's not as spooky. It's just interesting, kind of creepy and interesting. Anyway, and it's interesting that it's a new, so the last one was a really old house with tons and tons of predecessor chi, tons of things going on. Who knows? Like it's just had a long life. Can you explain what predecessor chi is? Yeah. So that is chi that has been there from the owners before, right? So generally if we go into a house, we always ask, you know, when did you move in? Who lived here before? I get kind of a background. And when it's a new house, which is the one I'm talking about now, uh, I'm going to talk about now, it's like usually either they just bought it, right? On the market or they like had one owner you know, this was like a pretty new development, but the old century home had, gosh, I don't know how many families and, and stories go through it. Right. So that's still stuck in the walls and in the all over. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta clear that stuff out. So new home, second owners, and I was going through, they had, so this particular client, I have a lot of clients that are very intuitive. Like they, they're very, and that's why they like feng shui, right? That's why they contact me and they know something's wrong. They get a sense something is off. Things are just not working out. And so then, you know, they call me and I, I use my training and Hogwarts degree. So I was going through the space. So obviously something was upsetting. She said something is, you know, not right. So going through to clear the space. And again, I use both my pendant, like my, and my dowsing rod. So I generally use the dowsing rod just because it gives me more of a, it's a bigger read. So especially when you're- And the pendulum. The pendulum. That's the word I was looking for. The pendulum I do if I'm just kind of standing there still sitting quietly asking questions. Yes, no. But if I'm moving around a space, I like the rod and the rod spins. So yeah, we were just, you know, trying to pinpoint what area that we really needed to focus on from like a feng shui TLC kind of perspective. So I basically did my trip through the whole house. And at one point in one of the bedrooms, it just you know, you can just feel it. And then the rod just is spinning so quickly. 
And if you've ever used a dowsing rod, they spin, like they kind of go, you know, and I, but this, it was going quite quickly. Then when I went back downstairs, so I, I did, I did a clearing on the whole space as well. And I spent a little more time in there to do what we needed to do. And I found out that actually the previous owners that someone had died in that bedroom, they hadn't passed violently. They had been older and, but they had, that someone had definitely passed there. So yeah, I did some of the clearings that we learned and, and that we use and that I use these situations. But I just thought that was, I think if you use, like you were saying, Angie, what you know and what you've given, you can accomplish a lot. No, I'm not like a ghostbuster, but I think I'm pretty good at sensing when things just don't feel right and when things aren't right. And then you know, okay, now we, we know from the methods and the different ways to clear that of what we can do. Yes. Well, we've been taught actually techniques how to, to work with this energy and other people's energy. So you really should be careful. So for the listeners that aren't feng shui practitioners, you know, uh, you can try to do it on your own, but I really don't recommend it. Get a professional. And I wanted to share, actually, as we're ending, I wanted to share this quote from Karen Kingston. And she wrote in her book, one of her books, energetically, everything that ever happens in a building goes out in ripples, like the effect of a stone being dropped in a pond. It is recorded in the walls, the floor, the ceiling, furniture, and other objects in this place. So basically, if you don't believe in ghosts or entities or energies, that's one thing. But energetically, everything that happens in the spaces that we live in absolutely affects our well-being and it affects our life. And a great example that everyone understands is like if you got divorced, wouldn't you want to get a new mattress and not have the same mattress that has all the energy and the past experiences associated with that mattress, right? You would want to start fresh. So this is that same idea. That's like on a very basic level. So we really recommend that if you have a situation where you're feeling like there's something very spooky happening and you don't, you, especially if you don't feel safe, definitely get a professional or move out. But if it's, you know, but if it's just like something more light, like you get like a new piece of furniture or something or a secondhand clothing, just try like clearing it with like sage or Palo Santo or in sunlight and there's other ways to work with it but salt water washing things down with salt water is good yeah. too yeah yeah because salt is salt is a crystal that absorbs energies so what a fun episode are you gonna dress up as anything for halloween this year laura um i don't know i've been thinking about it i might do the wicked witch of the west oh so we gotta look so out I gotta, so i gotta i gotta paint myself green somehow oh well yeah. you're gonna have to post on your instagram oh. All right. I'll, uh, I'll let you know if I do it. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.